Great, amazing day. It's me, Lucia Gabriela, and you are here in Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we come to learn and explore uh, everything we can about how to master our love life, our relationship, and our sexuality, and also how to transcend emotional and sexual trauma. Today's interview is going to be amazing. I'm so excited because we have an amazing, incredible speaker that he's actually in the other part of the world right now. And I'm so, so honored that he woke up early in the morning <laughs> his time to be here in the afternoon here in the U.S. So his name is Ayal. And his last name, he can tell it to you <laughs> because I can't pronounce it. But I'm going to share with you his bio so you have an idea who he is and also to the topic that we're going to be diving deep today. So Ayal is a sexual empowerment coach, author, and a speaker. He helps holistic professionals harness their sexual energy to transform their creativity, business, and well-being. He created and leads the sexual empowerment movement which integrates sexual education into coaching, wellness, and business. Agile, best-selling book, Orgasm Unleash, Your Guide to Pleasure, Healing, and Power, was endorsed by leading female sexual educators and described as the best female orgasm book I have ever read. So thank you, Agile, for coming and joining us today. Such an honor having you here. Good, good evening and good morning, and I'm very happy to, uh, to be here. <laughs> I want to actually bring, <laughs> yeah. book, bring the book and show you the, the beautiful cover of the book. Uh, can we do that for a second? Yes, yes, just go ahead. It's just where, yeah, it's, it's what I call a real book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I had to get it. I haven't had it yet. So, that, so that's, that's the heart, the heart in the yoni. That's, uh, we, had the, we had a competition and a, and a survey and stuff around the the cover of the book and that's what's the 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 readers of my blog and stuff chose so i love the heart and the yoni it is yeah. really it's beautiful and um beautiful and how do you say like feminine too right like uh, yeah. just connecting so <laughs> thank you for for saying yes to this interview and today's topic uh you sent me a whole list <laughs> like four like five topics but really i was I really wanted to dive into the four and the two topics that really uh, were my top uh, two were the one that we're going to be talking about today, how sexual empowerment really can transform your life. And also the other one that I wanted to put in there, but the title didn't let me to, get, <laughs> to put it because it was so long, is um, relationship, open relationship, bliss and horrors, joys and horrors. Um, and because this is a channel where we come and explore uh, how can we master our sexual life, um, this is so important for me to start with the topic of sexual empowerment. So if we can just start diving into this conversation, please share with us uh, what are you really uh, what are you really meaning with sexual empowerment? How how sexual empowerment can transform people's life? So. There is a there is a belief in society belief in society that we are all sexually liberated and you know the sixties and the pill and the sexual revolution and so there's this you know you see it on you see it on TV you see it in advertisement you see there's 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 like it's not like it's not like you know a hundred years ago and when everything was like more puritanism like English Victorian puritanism and so on so there's a, there's um there's a, a illusion of sexual freedom and expression okay but actually i claim that um society is sexually repressed and people are sexually repressed uh, i have a article i posted in the in the huffington post which is called exactly that are we sexually repressed and we don't know it and the idea is that is that when somebody is not really connected to their sexuality it would affect all other areas of their life um so when I have clients come to me for, for, for coaching, it's like they, they sometimes say, it's like, uh, oh, my life is amazing. I only have a problem with my sexuality. And after a few minutes of talking and seeing where they are in their life, they actually share, it's like, ah, no, actually I have issues all around in my life and the sexuality is the reason. So they're not where they want to be in their job, in their career, in their business, 
the creativity is stuck, the, sometimes the self-confidence and self-worth is diminished and a lot of other things, the health and so on. So I've developed a real integrated approach of integrating sexuality into all areas of life. Um, and the idea is that once, uh, specifically a woman, but also a man, I, I, I work with both. Once, once a person integrates the sexuality, they have, first of all, much more self-love um, available to them. Because really one of, the, one of the major issues I see with, um, with people and also that I work on myself is self-love and self-acceptance. So sexuality is like that is one of the areas when you can really practice this and express this. So when a person is self-loving, when they're connecting to this sexual energy, which is, which is the most basic energy and the strongest energy that we have, um, everything opens, everything transforms, everything becomes bigger and better and easier than before. Um, and yeah, does that, does that answer your question? We can, uh, obviously, I can talk about that more. I, mean, I agree with you in the, the whole aspect that when you integrate the empowerment of living in that grace and that bliss of your sexuality, your whole life can just go like uh, amazing because what you do great in one thing in your life, you do great in everything else in, in many levels. And sexuality is one of those amazing life forces and like amazing areas of our life that really help us to discover how powerful we truly are as the energetic beings and as the multidimensional beings. And, and I love that, you know, we start the conversation of how sexuality in it's, 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 you know, the empowerment, it really can, can help you to grow in so many levels. And I have, I have an example, if I, if I may. Mm -hmm. um, so imagine, usually it's the, the easiest is to give examples for, for women. Um, I think most of your viewers are, are women, or is that, is that uh, balance between well, men and women? We have a 65% of women and 45 men. Okay, good, good. So I'm talking, I'm, I'll just give a, a woman's example, but, but it applies to men as well. So imagine a woman who's, you know, has a career, has a business, you know, is doing okay in life. But you know her sex life is either either bad or non-existent. You know, so she either having like bad sex, and her um, partner comes really fast and really doesn't touch her the way that she wants to be touched, and she never orgasms or hardly ever orgasms, and you know doesn't feel good about her genitals, doesn't feel good about her body. So so externally she might be you know wearing nice clothes and makeup, and she looks attractive, but inside she's dry, she's disconnected, she's unsatisfied um, from unsatisfied with herself, unsatisfied with the body, sexuality, femininity, you know, so some of these women tend to be successful, but they become successful by being kind of like controlling and overbearing and micromanaging and and nitpicky and, and so on. So they become, instead of becoming strong women, they become like strong men. So they, mm -hmm. they try to operate in the corporate environment, which is very masculine, and the business environment, which is masculine. And they do it from a masculine place. And they might be semi-successful, but then they might be aware that they reach a kind of glass ceiling. So they're not really where they want to be in life. And they feel that their creativity is stunted because it's like they're not connected to their soul. They're not connected to the, to the deepest parts of themselves. Uh, they might have issues around connecting with other women, you know, so they might have either superficial uh, relationships and friendships with other women, or maybe they are, they feel disconnected from, from other women. Um, so yeah, I think I mentioned self, self, self-confidence, self body image, also health and wellness, you know, so um, many women that I talk with have issues with, like uh, throat infections. Uh, thyroid issues, and by the way, women have much more uh, thyroid issues than men. Uh, according to Tantra, that's related to the to the to Vishuddha, the the throat chakra that women are usually have a blockage in. And this 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 is an expression of them not expressing themselves. They're 
sexual sounds, but also their needs and their and their views and their wants. So women will have issues with, with thyroid, they would have issues with digestion um, that has to do with keeping a lot of tension in the in the belly area. And obviously they would have a lot of issues in their reproductive system. So there's actually some people who say that that one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, reasons for um, cysts and for cancers in the whole female reproductive system is because of the disconnection of women with their femininity, their sexuality, their orgasm. Mm -hmm. Because yes. I look at it, I look at it like uh, think about it like water. You take a, you take a clean pool and you put fresh water in, and the water is fresh and beautiful. Don't touch the water. Don't stir the water. Don't do anything with the water for one or two months and the water will become stale. Mm -hmm. So this is sexual energy. When sexual energy is, is there and it's not being expressed, when it's being suppressed, it's basically coalesces and the body kind of like puts it into, into cells. And this is why all of these, all of these vaginal issues and, and female reproductive issues are, are happening. Okay. Um, and there's, there's, there's effects on everything in a person's life when they're not connected to their sexuality. On the other hand, when, and I had such women come to me and, and I'm describing people that I know and worked with, um, once they start working on their sexuality, everything, everything transforms. So first of all, they're able to reach these amazing orgasms and we might, if we have time, talk a little bit about what amazing orgasms actually mean. Um, so they have this kind of orgasms that, that leave them not depleted and hypersensitive like some kinds of orgasms but they leave them full they leave them charged they leave them you know vibrating for hours and sometimes even days so imagine you as a woman listening to this if you have amazing sex either with yourself or with your partner first thing in the morning or, or in the evening you know and then you go you go to work how would you walk how would you talk how would you interact with clients colleagues uh, bosses and so on you know, so you will be shining. You will be. It's, you probably have had this. You know, it's like your girlfriend's come and ask you, it's like, what ha what happened to you? Shining and stuff, and you're like, yeah, I had just you know this amazing sex like, last night. Or um, so this would this would affect how creative you are because sexual energy is creative energy. So this, and by the way, you can be creative with, with everything. I really hope that my accountant is really creative in the tax solutions that he uh, that he finds for me. Okay, you can be a programmer, you can be and be creative and. And everybody who has a business needs to be creative to some to some level. Um, it would affect obviously your energy levels and your mental focus. Because when a woman is either too horny and that's not being expressed, uh, or she's she doesn't have libido and all of that sexually is really really repressed, um, she would start she would start having issues with physical energy and alertness and mental clarity and so on. It's like being premenstrual you know, like for the whole month. And once a woman starts moving that energy, that energy is available to her mind, it's available to her heart, it's available to her body. So I have seen amazing transformations and I, I can give a few examples, actual examples of women who through the power of sexual energy and sexual practices have transformed everything in their life. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the that's the introduction. <laughs> yes, because when we start working with sexual energy, um, and we start sex working with our sexuality, the first thing that we have to work with is the aspect of shame and all the conditions that we have been living upon, and all the all the you know misconceptions <laughs> and belief systems that around sexuality. And working with sexuality and working in this realm and you know that whole empowerment. It kind of like help you to liberate yourself. To me, it's like such a transformation journey, uh, not just of empowerment, but like you said, the liberation, uh, the transformation and alchemy, because it helps you to really release and and transmute and you know uh, trans, uh, transcend all these other energies that are not part of you, all this mindset and belief system that that are yours, and. Mm -hmm become stronger and blossoming and, and you know your beauty is like it's like being a beautiful flower a rose and then you have all this stuff you know on top of the rose that you're never going to see that rose 
And, you know, being that sexual journey of, you know, being in yourself, transformation, you know, it's like liberating that flower, that rose to emanate the beautiful smells and the beauty and the colors and the radiance of it. And that's, you know, that's why I like being the part of sexual transformation, sexual empowerment, and I call it sexual alchemy, is, is just so liberating. Um, I love the fact that you mentioned some of the uh, pathological illness that women and men can go through if they are really stuck, you know, in their sexual energy and their whole sexuality is in like stealth. And, and I was just it's interesting because actually today I was writing um, a post about it and it is it's true when when we don't honor ourselves as women as feminine our body our womb our sensuality and our sexuality and we you know we fall into these all patriarchy you know um, toxic belief systems that you know our body is seen our sexuality is seen and and bodies you know uh you know we are not pure when we are in a period of uh, menstrual cycle and all these things that women have put up with you create this dissociation like you say dissociation from the body so who wants to be in a body as a woman with these whole conditions who wants to be in a body that if you're bleeding you you know they they call you unclean and impure, and if you touch somebody right. in in Hebrew in Hebrew it's it's related to the word abominable. You know? so, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... yeah. It's like who wants to be a woman if you're gonna be putting all this BS around yeah. your sexuality? No wonder why I always say no wonder why we always have all these tumors and cysts and all these women issues that they that doesn't belong to us. They they're not you know. Um, yes. So let's talk about the orgasmic aspect of it. Like when you talk about a woman <laughs> orgasm, like I, I got intrigued. So maybe, maybe one thing to say, uh, as, a, another introduction or whatever, it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I am a man and some women will be like, oh, well, why is a man talking with us about female sexuality? He doesn't have, you know, a vagina and this and that, and how can he know? And, so I just want to address that, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's address the elephant in the room. You know, I am a man, I'm a very unshaven man as well. Right? Um, well, you really read women's mind, huh? Yeah, that's the question everybody will ask. Yeah, I love, read, I, I love reading uh, women's bodies as well, not just their minds. Um, so yeah, so I am, I'm, not a, I'm not a woman, um, but I have literally a lifetime of experiences with women uh anything with you know making out for hours and hours and hours and hours my whole teenagehood because i didn't have sex until i was 20 and i learned so much you know by by reaching that point in the neck when the woman goes like oh <laughs> um and and then having a lot a lot a lot a lot of conscious sexual experiences uh with women and studying Tantra and uh, staying in the yoga ashram, yoga community, Tantra community in, in Thailand for many years and having done tons of workshops and trainings and being initiated by women into this work. Um, so my work has been endorsed, endorsed by female sexual educators, you know, that, you know, read the book and commented generally about my work. So, so women like Leila Martin that, that is, starting to be a really, really big, uh, really, really big uh, sexual educator right now. Uh, women like uh, Bonnie Bliss and Elise in, in Australia, uh, many, many women, you know, and I'm, I'm mentioning that, that it's women because those are women who said, it's like, oh, this man knows what he's talking about. Um, and another thing to say is that I'm never telling anybody what to do. It's like I'm sharing with you an idea and I'm sharing with you practices and you are welcome to follow them if you wish. So. Having said that, does that does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, orgasms. So <clears throat> society is conditioned around orgasm as a peak and orgasm as a as a moment. 
So you, you see an American, usually an American movie, and you know, they, they date and then they go to his house or her house, they take off their clothes, they jump on each other, it becomes faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And then both of them come together and you know, shout and scream, and then the man rolls over and you know, he smokes a cigarette and or used to smoke a cigarette back when it was okay. Um, and then the, the bed sheet is magically covering the man's waists, but the woman's breasts. Because obviously you cannot show her, so that the, the bed sheet is doing this in bed, um, and this is this is what usually people refer to as the orgasm, the peak, the crescendo, the the the, the resolution. You know, the, there's another word that um, escapes me, but but basically it's a peak. Okay, and this is because women's orgasms are some women's orgasms are very similar to a man's orgasm to a man's ejaculatory orgasm. And by the way, I teach men how to have whole body, multiple orgasms for hours without ejaculating. So if a, woman, if a man ejaculates, you know, his pleasure builds up very fast. He has an orgasm for five or seven seconds, and then he drops. So mentally he drops, physically he drops, his erection drops, his interest in you drops. And women usually report, like after a man ejaculates, it's like he's disconnected from them. And there's also a female orgasm, which is very similar to that. So most women, if they, ha if they even experience orgasm, they experience orgasm as something that comes from effort, it comes from rubbing, it comes from, you know, it's very strong vibrator. And it's an orgasm that builds fast and then it explodes, it's very, very strong, and then immediately it, it drops. Again, by the way, I'm generalizing a lot, but just, just bear with me, okay? There's many, 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 and most women who experience this kind of orgasm. So if you ever had an orgasm and you felt afterwards that your clit is hypersensitive, kind of like this feeling of like, don't touch me, lay off my clit now. Did you, do you recognize this, uh, this feeling? Or see, uh, this, this, mm -hmm. you, maybe don't, you maybe don't experience this. There's some women that don't experience this, but most women after a really strong clitoral stimulation, their clit will become, in their orgasm, their clit will become hypersensitive. Um, and for some of them, it will be for a few seconds or a few minutes. And for some women, they will be done for hours. They wouldn't, it's like their libido and their interest in sex would, would drop. They would feel like they are done, but not done in a completed, fulfilled, nourished way, but done like, like a man is done when he, when he ejaculates. Uh, women would share with me these experiences. And I, again, I, I have this, this, um, talks with women nearly every day, so they would say it's like afterwards. I feel emotionally depleted. I feel, I feel a bit. Um, it's like it's like guilty in some way because <clears throat> I gave myself a cheap kind, kind of like a cheap pleasure, and not that pleasure is any pleasure is bad, but it's actually a pleasure that depletes you rather than 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 uh, fulfills you. It's like a little bit like junk food. Okay, so you get like you enjoy very much for a few seconds, but then but then you feel bad, and it doesn't really sustain your your body. Um, some women would even have it even stronger, so they would lose their whole interest, and they would. <clears throat> this woman told me like she she needs to like she can't stay with her partner. Then she feels like she needs to to literally leave physically leave her partner and go and wash herself as if like she's dirty or something. Um, so yeah, this is one kind of orgasm, and some women might might recognize that they're having that. Um, then there's another kind of orgasm. So this, this kind of orgasm is called the explosive orgasm because you have energy and then the energy explodes and you lose it, okay? Um, some women will not be able to have you know, sex or they will do it maybe for their partner, but, but they would not be really into it, okay? Big generalization, but just that's, that's usually what I hear. The other kind of orgasm is the implosive orgasm. And the implosive orgasm is exactly the opposite of this, of what I just described. So the implosive orgasm, that by the way might come from any place in the body, including including the clit. By the way, we can we can get back to it in a moment. The implosive orgasm is an experience; it's a state. Instead of being this ten seconds, five seconds of the of the explosive orgasm, the implosive one is a state, which means it it takes longer to build, and once you orgasm, it takes longer to to orgasm, and then afterwards there's it takes longer to come out of that. Um, it's an experience which is more like our orgasm. So if the explosive orgasm is more like my orgasm, and it's like women 
It's like women reach and there's like an effort. It's like they're trying to grab the orgasm. And you hear it in their sound, by the way. You're like, ah, ah, ah. It's like there's an effort there. The implosive orgasm, there's a, there's a relaxing into it. So even the sounds will be like, ah. Okay, so that's, that's a much, much easier sound, much freer sound, much fuller sound. And then with his orgasms as well, it would feel like our orgasm, it would feel much more a whole body experience rather than a genital experience. Um, it would feel more emotional in a good way. It would feel more spiritual. There would be a feeling of union. And by the way, the pleasure is not just that it's stronger, it's different. I say that pleasure has many colors and shapes. So the, the pleasure, it's like it's rounded. The feeling of the orgasm is more round. If the If the clitoral explosive orgasms are very sharp, so it's a very strong orgasm. The implosive orgasm, the whole body orgasm, they're like, come all around. They go on by themselves. Okay, so a woman can go into an orgasmic state, and again, I don't know how much time we have for this, but I talk, I talk and teach about the one-hour orgasm and the very long orgasmic states. And a woman can literally go into an orgasmic peak like that, but stay in that peak for an hour. And when most people hear that, you know, they think like it's either un, in, impossible or this woman once told me one hour orgasm, it sounds, uh, it sounds, uh, what's the word? It sounds tiring. Um, exhausting, yeah, that's the word. It sounds exhausting. And she said that because she's used to orgasms that are depleting. Mm. So those clitoral explosive orgasms, are, uh, many times they are depleting. And instead, if you go in, into an orgasmic state like this, um, it's actually energizing. And, and for days later, you're still, you're still shining. And yes. you can have like more orgasms and more sex and, and stuff, but also in another, in another level, you feel deeply satisfied, deeply, deeply nourished, deeply seen, deeply connected. So I'm not saying that the first kind of orgasms are bad. I'm just saying that they have some side effects that are not really serving for women. Yes, you wanted to, to say something, please. Yeah, it is a journey. Um, it is a journey going from like the explosive orgasms to the in, you know, in, the in orgasms to getting to that state of like the multi state, a multi orgasm for like the whole hour. Um, it's just, it's a journey. Um, and I love the fact that you pointed out about the sound because I really want to point out to our viewers that. Um, it's really, really, when it comes to sexuality, we have to become aware of everything about ourselves and really uh, be the master, to be able to be the master of our sexuality, we really have to be fully present and conscious of everything that's happening in our experience in sexuality. And I love that you pointed out the sound because you can tell, you know, because being in this realm of sexuality, you can tell when somebody's faking it. You can tell when somebody's having an emotional uh, attachment to their orgasm. You can tell when somebody's truly not there. Uh, um, you can tell when somebody's, like you say, holding into the orgasm because come from a place of lack. Like you can really, the sound of a woman or a man or uh, going through the experience can, that, you know, two second sound, when you're a good listener and be fully present in that experience, you can tell so much about your partner. And it's beautiful that you also pointed out that when you experience, because I experienced our multi-orgasm and I, I usually do it with my practice, orgasmic breath, which is no even sexual stimulation whatsoever, penetration. But it, it's, it's like once you awaken uh, and remember how to open those portal of orgasmic, you know, garmic expansion, you can tap into it and you can be like bathed in it for like hours. And sometimes you even go there, sometimes it feels scary because you're like, oh my God, I can be here forever. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's not like, you know, the sound, it's like you said, it's blissful. It, it's just very unique. It's, it's, it's like peaceful, blissful, 
heartfelt. It's there's no there's no that sound like a shadow trying to grab into the orgasm because oh my god, I'm not gonna feel this again. So I love the fact that you point out the sound is truly, truly important. And for our viewers, for us to become masters of our sexuality of our life, we really have to be present and pay attention to all these little things that we're sharing here. Yeah, and, and I love that I love that you're commenting on the fact that I that I mentioned sounds. And when I when I wrote, you know, Orgasm Unleashed, the, I, I had two female female editors to uh, compensate for my masculine approach. Um, and this this the main editor uh, um, said she said, Oh, I want your chapters to be like similar length. You know, the sound the sound chapter is so big, you know. Why why is that? And I said, Because it's so important. Yes. So I have so many exercises and techniques and stuff around sound. And the the biggest thing that or one of the biggest things that I've seen with women's orgasm and why they are not having deeper orgasmic experiences is because they stop their sounds. Mm -hmm. So one of the main things that I do when either when I make love or when I hold um, sexual awakening sessions, and by the way, I I hold sexual activation sessions through Skype as well and get women that I don't even touch. <laughs> to experience this, you know, half an hour, hour-long orgasmic states. And the, the first thing that I do with them is to get them to breathe into their belly, to open their jaw and to make sounds. And sometimes it's like I see that the pleasure is there. I, I feel that the orgasm is there, but it's not being expressed. So I sometimes would make a sound to activate a woman's sound. And once I do that, and once she does that, suddenly she starts, her orgasms just, just go to another level. Mm -hmm. And also, I've met, you know, women who said, it's like, oh, I'm not one of those women who make sounds. And it's like, for me, it's all internal. And I'm like, yeah, and maybe you just have guilt and shame around expressing sounds. And maybe you are yeah. stopping yourself because you're not allowing yourself to be seen and heard. And maybe you have uh, judgment around these women who are shouting and screaming. So I'm, I'm in the process of publishing a... Um, an article called uh, what does orgasmic really mean okay so women who have like really strong orgasms wouldn't be able to focus their gaze for minutes they wouldn't be able to consciously control their body they wouldn't be able to walk out out, out of the bed they wouldn't be able to check their facebook they wouldn't be able to speak they wouldn't be able to drive for like an hour they wouldn't be able to walk. They wouldn't be able, like I sometimes have to like give them water and, and you know hold the bottle for them because they go into such a state where it's not that they're disconnected from their body like, like rape victims are, but they go into actually a spiritual state where they're not their body. So sometimes the body is doing its thing and they are, they'll be shaking and convulsing and so on. But they're in a, in, a, in a state where they, are, where they are witnessing their body instead of trying to do something. Because mm -hmm. so many women and men, obviously, are trying to do something. And even in the Tantra world, I see many people and they're like pushing and doing and strong and this and that. So sometimes I would lay a woman on the table and I would just by holding space for her or, you know, over Skype, just mm -hmm. by holding space for her. Just by her not needing to do anything, not needing to perform, she would start, start checking and she would start orgasming just because of that. Mm -hmm. So yes, there's are many, many techniques that I you know, share in the book, breath, sound, movement, visualizations, positions, different kind of touch and so on. But the main thing is to relax into the orgasm and not to push into the orgasm. So that's... Uh, <laughs> I always say that um, going into that experience and orgasm, for me, like in you know, my exploration, um, sometimes I have felt that it could be a little, um, depending on what are you healing, you're healing, or what kind of energy of emotions or belief system you're transcending. Like you mentioned, like the shame of, of speaking up or the shame of, of just being loud, you know, because a lot of women and men have that shame of, of being loud. Um, and sometimes when you dive into the orgasmic experience, um, you know, you are facing a lot of the, the things that need, you need to transcend and let go. 
And, yeah. and I always say that when you are doing transformational alchemical work in that space of orgasmic energy, it's beyond powerful because the moment that you allow yourself to bathe into this orgasmic experience and allow yourself to face the shame of speaking, you know, screaming it out loud and screaming to the universe, Lord, like, I am here, um, you know, I'm, I'm allowing myself to exist and my voice to be, you know, existent in this universe. Um, when you face that and you allow yourself to go there, the whole healing happened and that becomes transformational in your life too. Uh, because when you get out of that space, that, that, that time, that experience, you're able to go into the world and be able to now, like, speak your truth uh, and share what you really want to share. You're not shameful of being seen anymore. And I really feel like being in our guest makes journey is one of the most like, chemical space and sacred space that we can do deep uh, chemical work. That's my experience of that. That's why I dive, not just pleasure and feeling great, which, you know, I also dive into that and I go like, oh, it feels amazing. But also it's funny because one time is, you know, you are into the experience of orgasmic energy, you're feeling amazing, but all of a sudden I'm facing um, this thing about like, who am I to experience this? <laughs> and I have to work and I have to face that and transcend it on the spot because it's like, yeah, I am more than good enough to experience this in my life. And I feel like orgasms, I'm really passionate about orgasms because I always even say having orgasmic life, you know, having orgasmic day. I love the word orgasm to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And, and just to add to what you said, it's like, and, and I like your, your use of the word alchemy, you know, and I use, a lot of alchemical processes and sex magic and so I would I would help a woman go into an orgasmic state and then when she's in, in an orgasmic state I would positively brainwash her I would make really 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 strong suggestions and hypnotic suggestions for her to take that energy into her life mm -hmm. so I would tell her now that the sounds you're expressing you will be able to express yourself out in the world you will be heard you will be seen you will attract the clients the friends and the lovers and the man that you're looking for. Okay, so in that state of orgasm, which is a very open state and a very energetic state where you can actually manif manifest things. Mm, so yeah. literally had women that said, it's like, yeah, after the session, it's like what we did during the session, which was a very sexual experience, translated to something which was totally not seemingly unrelated to sexuality. Okay, so one of the memes that, that I have and I love is uh, sexuality is not just about sex. And, and this is really important for us to remember, you know, it's like it's not, it's like, yes, sure, we want to have those one hour orgasms and, you know, the 20 or 30 or 50 different kinds of orgasms and, and great sex and relationship and so on. But this is about your life. This is about your mm -hmm. creativity. This is about sharing your gift with the world this is about serving people this is about being creative this is about your connection with your community this is about your spiritual practice this is about your health this is about your children you know it's like what kind of a mother are you if you're carrying sexual shame shame around the body you know not loving yourself not accepting yourself judging yourself all the time uh, maybe having um maybe having negativity around men maybe have negativity around even women you know it's like so what kind of role model are you being for both your your daughters and your and your sons yeah okay and by the way men men as well if you're the kind of man who have issues with the feminine which kind of father would you be so really this is about this is not just about sex so i want to i want to i want to just share one practice it's like it's like for me it's like I always want to give the, the, the biggest value that I can to the viewers or to the listeners. So it's okay if I just share one practice with, yes, with, with the viewers. So, because for me, everything, everything needs to be practical. I love, so although I, I'm a little bit like a philosopher of sex, um, I like, just open the, open the window. It's a very beautiful day. Um, although I'm a philosopher of sex, I, I really like things to be practical. So I want to give people, concrete practices that would actually make a difference. So there's, there's, 
there's something that, that I call the secret of great sex. So many people are looking for solutions. They're looking for techniques. They're looking for magic pills. They're looking, you know, it's like you, you look at women's magazines and it's like five uh, foods that would make you orgasmic or, or, you know, five positions that would ensure an internal orgasm or, you know, <laughs> the, men's, the men's magazines are exactly like that. Um, so I would say that first of all, sexuality starts with you. And the secret to having great sex is having great sex with yourself. So this is, this is not just masturbation because again, how many women, you know, for them, masturbation is rubbing their clit for, for three minutes or five minutes, having that orgasm. And that, that literally puts them to sleep. They actually talked with women who use that as a, as a sleep pill. And by the way, there's no problem with the clit. I love the clit. And what I what I teach, it's like, no, don't, you know, go attack me like some, you know, <laughs> clit-hating men. Um, but what I teach women is to enjoy clitoral stimulation for hours and turn that into internal and whole body orgasms. So instead of having that hypersensitivity, feeling done and all of this stuff, you can actually internalize and, and expand that experience. So I don't call it masturbation, I call it self-pleasuring or self-loving. It's about taking, I would say, at least 10 minutes and if possible, 20 or 30 minutes every day to, first of all, connect with yourself, to touch yourself, to hold yourself like you want to be loved, like you want to be touched. And then bring awareness to your, to your genitals as well, bring awareness to your vagina as well. And then explore internal stimulation. Internal stimulation, first of all, with your fingers, and then with either a penis-shaped vegetable or a dildo. And this is so important because so many women are, are so focused on the external and, and men are focused on the external because that's what you see in porn. So I, was, I would literally be with, with a woman and she would be rubbing and rubbing. And I'm like, hey, darling, just, just, just hold off for a second. Okay, look, you have a whole body. I'm touching you in your back and you're orgasming. Okay, so again, it's not that it's bad, but it's, it limits a woman's experience very much. And instead, remember, ladies, you have a vagina. You don't just have a clitoris. Okay, so, so allow yourself to explore yourself internally. In the same way, it's like, do you want a man or your partner, by the way? I'm, I'm hetero in my experience, but do you want your man or your woman, your partner, to just rub your clit, or do you want them to penetrate you as well? So if you want that from your lover, give that to yourself as well. And when I talk with women and I give them their practice because I basically put everything in the book but people who read the book sometimes it's not enough for them because they have resistance to loving themselves so I would talk with a woman and she says I'm having fucking guilt sorry can we say that word on the, on the, on there <laughs> well we just did um, a woman would say I have such resistance to finding the time and actually pleasuring myself. I have such resistance to touching my genitals. I have such a strong resistance to putting something inside me, you know? And she, she'll be like, yeah, my intuition tells me, my body tells me that I don't want anything inside me. I don't want to put the dildo or whatever inside me. And that would happen days and days and days and days. And I, what I would say is that maybe this is actually a blockage to go through and to heal yourself from. Because why would your body wouldn't want your fingers inside you? So a lot of things come up when you have a self-pleasure ring with an internal stimulation practice. And what I would usually suggest, and I have a, I have a Facebook group, and this is one of the practices that women go through. It's called uh, Sexual Empowerment for Women on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, the, the Secret Business Edge, by the way, that's the byline of that uh, group. You know, so women commit to at least uh, 20 minutes for at least 30 days of doing this practice. And for many women, their orgasmic experiences and their sex life changes because of this practice. So avoid clitoral explosive orgasms for 30 days. And I work with women that after a week of doing this, suddenly they feel alive, suddenly they feel horny. Women that didn't have desire before, when they start self-pleasuring for a week or two without exploding that energy, become magnets for men. By the way, this is one of the reasons women avoid this because they are afraid of becoming desirable and, and seen by men. And again, another conversation. 
you know, so avoid those explosive orgasms and really give yourself the love, the touch, the connection that you want to explore. So, yeah, that's, that's, when people ask me what is the most important experience, um, practice or technique, this is it. This is really it, you know, and, and yes, then you can play with breath and sound and movement and all of this stuff, but first of all, first of all, establish connection with yourself. Yeah, that's one of the things that we all want, like men and women, you know, men want connection and they want that touch that connect, you know, heart to heart and women want that connection too. And like I said, the best place to start is connecting first with ourselves and be able to give ourselves permission to embody that connection. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. So before we wrap yeah. it up, uh, to an amazing conversation. Um, if you have a few more minutes, uh, if you think that the topic will be way too long, then we can make another session, another session on that. But when you talk about the open relationship, because some people were curious about your opinion on that, about the mm -hmm. joys and hers. So if mm -hmm. you can just, you know, whatever, <laughs> however, whatever time you have, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, <clears throat> so it's like, do we have uh, three hours to talk about this? But okay, let's uh, let's see what's the most basic thing I can say about this. Okay. <clears throat> so, no relationship, no kind of, no one kind of relationship, is good for all of the people all of the time. Some kind of relationships are good for some people some of the time. Mm -hmm. In society, we are brainwashed for monogamy. And by the way, I'm not that's I wanted to say first that I'm not telling anybody to have open relationships or whatever. What I'm saying is that understand that we are brainwashed for monogamy. That monogamy is a social norm. That monogamy is a Christian norm. It's a religious norm. You know, the old Judeo uh, Christian religions, okay, are about are about monogamy. I mean, Islam it did have this thing about or does have this thing about multiple wives, but. For most people in the world, it's about one man, one woman for life. You know, the Catholic marriage. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the reality is that the rates of infidelity are huge. So something between 40 to 60% of people in the world are unfaithful throughout their marriage. And by the way, men and women. It's not like, ah, oh, men are cheaters. No, women are, women are cheaters as well. Okay, and again, scientific uh, um, surveys that I can send somebody the link, the link to. So this is a symptom of a problem. And the problem is, is that monogamous relationships do not necessarily serve everyone. And many people have a yearning to explore sexually and romantically with other people. An open relationship is a range. Open relationship doesn't mean that you don't have any relationship. It doesn't mean that you that you just fuck with anybody. It might mean that, but there's there's many many levels and many many uh, options for open relationships. Okay, so for example, and I always like to give examples from my own life because everything that I teach, or nearly everything that I teach is stuff that I experienced and experiencing right now. So I'm still learning what I'm teaching. I'm still learning about self-love. I'm still learning about relationships. I'm not like some guru, Sri, whatever, you know, pretending to be anything. So one of, one of my relationships, one of my dear, dear, dear friends who's also a lover, she is married with children and her husband is knows that we're seeing each other, okay? And we are having non-genital sex. We're having very, very passionate, very, very passionate interaction, but that's like non-genital. So both of us are keeping our underwear on. By the way, I never wear underwear, just, just with her, I wear underwear just so on. Just so like my, my, my genitals are covered. And both of us go into amazing orgasmic states and orgasmic experiences. And this woman is not just a fuck friend, she's also one of my best friends. Okay, so, so this is an example of an open relationship, okay? Open relationship might be that you as a man or as a woman have casual sex with people, okay? So I, I really like the connections which are more meaningful and more, more well connected. 
but you can have different levels. So you can have, for some people, it means dancing sexually with other people. Because my parents wouldn't dance sexually with other people. No, for some people, it's like you, you will not touch another man. You will not touch another woman. But you can also go into a place of sensu exploring sensuality with other people. And what I would say is that there's many levels to that. Um, do you have a few more minutes to talk about this? Yeah, yeah. I would say that if you or your partner have a yearning for that, or if you and your partner have a resistance to that, this is something to look at. So for many people, they're not interested in open relationships and they don't need it because their relationship is so good and they're, it's not just so good, let me rephrase that. It's like their values and their experience is about monogamous relationship and that's totally okay. And again, I'm not telling anybody to open the relationship. So if you're totally fulfilled by your partner, that's great. But so many people expect all of their needs sexual, personal, relational life needs to be fulfilled by their partner. And I can see like you are reacting to, a, to what I'm saying. And that is a very limited, a very childish, basically, um, um, approach. Because as children, we expect everything to be fulfilled by our parents. And then we grow it and we project it into the partner. So the partner is like everything. And that is that leads many times to codependent relationships addictive relationships okay where a man woman or two partners would would expect the other person to fulfill all of their needs and all of their wants and that's a little bit of a fairy tale thing you know the prince on the white horse and what these people usually experience is that suddenly it's like the partner cannot fulfill something okay they don't have a certain quality that they yearn for and also they can first of all they can be okay with that so they don't have to sleep with anybody else or they can say listen i love you very much i want to be with you you're the father of my children you know and it's like i want to you know stay married with you forever and also i want to have sex with this other man who has a totally different energy than you okay and that can be okay so acknowledge that both men and women many times have have a desire and a yearning to express the different parts of themselves with somebody else. And this, this is something that can be explored gradually. Don't just jump into it. It's like, oh, okay, we're opening the relationship. This happened a lot in the community I was living in, and I've definitely been, been guilty of that. You know, it's like, okay, you know, together for two months, and then it's like, ah, okay, free fall. You know, so open relationships can be such a beautiful experience. Like, I found great lovers from my then girlfriend because she didn't find anybody that was you know good enough for her like we we're living in a tantric community but you know it's like she was with me and nobody else was uh rising to the plate you know if, if this is how you say it so i literally got my best friends to have sex with her men who are men who are loving men who are great lovers men who are conscious men who had really strong spiritual practice and men that I trusted and she trusted to make love with her. And also I watched my girlfriend being made love to in front of my eyes. Okay. And that was a very amazing experience and a very challenging experience. You know, so, <clears throat> so yeah, and I'm not expecting anybody to have the kind of experiences that I had. I'm just saying that there is a big range of experiences that you can have. And if this thing triggers you and you feel like if you have a lot of attachment and if you have a lot of um, jealousy, this is something to look at. What are you afraid of? What are you so unconfident in yourself that you can't let your partner explore? And also, if you're aware of this stuff, it's maybe a good idea to work on that because I sometimes tell people, it's like, if your relationship is strong, it would it would last, it would persist. If your relationship is not, doesn't have a strong, by the way, sometimes relationships needs, like it's, a, it's, a, it's like a flower, it's like a plant that needs, you know, a protected environment. But I talked with this woman and, and she said, every year I ask myself, it's like, how am I doing? How am I feeling? And every year I find myself sexually unfulfilled. 
And a few months after she, she told me that, she left her husband and she connected with another man. And now she's sexually fulfilled. Okay, so she was with that guy for a few years. And after a few years, year after year after year after year, when she felt unfulfilled, she finally actually ended that relationship. And it wasn't over, it's not just about being sexually unfulfilled. Sexuality is a, is a symbol sometimes for other aspects of life. So, And like yeah, you said, um, and yeah, the beauty of open relationship too, like you said, like it's something about that triggers you and it's causing you some kind of like um, a racism, some shame, shame or any kind of trauma in it. It's something that helps you to look deeper within yourself and you're like, you're, you got to ask yourself the question, like, what really is going on? That's why I love this aspect of open relationship, the orgasm experience, and the whole aspect of how sexuality sell. That was the main reason why I wanted to point out the two specific topic into uh, sexual transformation, because sexual transformation is a whole journey that when we really allow ourselves to dive into it and explore the one that we connect the most is with ourselves, you know, through our orgasm experience, through our open relationship. We're really learning more and more and more about who we are and what we need to let go because that's when we're going to start learning to transcend any kind of trauma that we have in our life and transcend anything that is not, is not part of our life anymore. So that's why I totally. wanted to bring those two topics that maybe it seems like very uh, disconnected, but they are connected because themes of sexual orgasms and open relationship freak people out. And until people don't truly understand that sexuality is a journey of exploration and discoveries of yourself, about yourself and for yourself, you know, you know, the, they're not going to really let go of what they need to let go to become the totally. master of their life. So I am so, 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 so excited that you share all your wisdom, not all of it, <laughs> but part of your wisdom with us today, Gile. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and for being open and for, um, uh, so yeah, so being delicious, like I say it. <laughs> Yeah, my, my pleasure. And I want to I want to share some resources with um, with uh, uh, viewers, if that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, like, how can people want to know more about you and work with you? Where they can go? So um, the the center for everything is Intimate Power. So intimate, like intimacy, not like internet. Uh, intimate IntimatePower.com. So that includes a lot, a lot, a lot of articles and, and videos and interviews. And I, my, my, uh, the thing that I do is I share so much free content, which is sometimes better than, than people's, you know, paid content. So uh, you can download the 70 pages uh, sample from the book Orgasm Unleashed, and you can find links to the, links to the book on, on Amazon as well. Um, there's two books, two sorry, two groups on Facebook which are called Sexual Empowerment for Women and for Men, and you can just just look for that, and I can send you the links. We can put it in the show notes as well. And these are very beautiful communities where where I share resources and people support each other in the journey of sexual empowerment. So that's another resource that you can have. I have a lot of stuff for men as well, like ejaculation, like a free ejaculation control program as well. Um, and what I would really invite people to do is to, especially if they are, if they are, have audiences of themselves, that my idea with the sexual empowerment movement is to get sexuality integrated into formal education, into coaching, into business, into personal development, into wellness. Okay, so so really, it's like help me get this information to the. To the hearts and bodies of the people that 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 need that okay so if you are having your own tribe and your own channel and your own podcast or whatever you know it's like come to me and i'll be very happy to share that on on your program and on your uh channel and if somebody wants also um, my personal guidance i actually integrate sexuality creativity and business okay and these are there's a magical alchemical um, 
um, integration of those things. Because when somebody is more sexual, the creativity is flowing and then they take it into their business and into their career. And I want to thank you for having me on because it's it's thanks to you and, and people like you that are willing to have this difficult conversation, have a man talk about female sexuality, you know, talk about open relationships and stuff. This is this is how we make change. You know, okay. so 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 gracias. De nada. <laughs> Un placer. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I honor you. I appreciate you for being here. So thank you very much. To all our amazing viewers that were here today live, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being part of this amazing community. And thank you for coming into Lucia Gabriela TV and uh, be part of this amazing uh, experience and journey that we are going through to be able to learn more about how to master our life, our sensuality, our sexuality, our relationship, and how to transcend all those emotional sexual traumas that we have experienced in our life. So if you are interested to learn more, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you have any questions or anything that you want us to talk about, uh, email us through YouTube and we'll be very honored to answer your questions and also to bring amazing speakers my mentors like Agile to our channel and answer those questions. And you know, your questions are powerful and not just can help you, but also can help so many people that have the same question, but sometimes they deny themselves to question it. <laughs> so I am so honored and thank you so much for joining us. If you like, Subscribe, like, and share with your friends. And here I am, Lucia Gabriela. You can check more about me at luciagabriela.com. And I see you there next time. See ya.